Cleveland Skippy here and I've got to tell you I freaking told you so before I get on to anything else tonight I freaking told you so and now I've been listening to people all day long of course on Twitter Facebook the radio and whatnot and and as usual the sycophants are out oh you can't you can't believe the amazing hall. Whenever you see a Cleveland sports media member speak of an Indians trade and say, what a hall, understand that they are trying their hardest to make an excuse to, to offer apologetics for the trade. Mike Clevenger was indeed traded to the Padres. And indeed, we did get a backup catcher. But we didn't even get the backup catcher we traded away. No, we got a backup to the backup. Happy days. And of course, we got three prospects. Two of which are shortstops. Well, thank heaven for that. Now we have enough shortstops to field a team. And uh, then there was a backup uh, prospect pitcher. Oh, thank heaven for that. Uh, they say he's an A-ball, so I'm sure he's going to make a difference uh, this year, obviously. Then they say, well, we got, uh, we got a reliever. And of course, if you listen to my first podcast, yes, we need a reliever. I mean, we have a few that are, are decent, but we need, especially with this pitching staff, uh, we need relievers who are going to be able to hold the line. So we got Cal Quantrill, who, believe it or not, I've actually heard of. But what I'm told is the slam dunk, is the big to-do, I, I am meant to be thrilled by this, is Josh Naylor. Now, I don't know Josh Naylor. I haven't watched him p uh, play very much. I don't know. But I will tell you what I do know. We also traded Greg Allen and a player to be named later, which will likely sting us in the rear end. But we traded Greg Allen for Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor is not a starter. Josh Naylor is batting 278. He has one home run this season, and I have it on good authority that that one home run was during a contest in which the Padres' opponent was, uh, their pitcher was pathetic and was getting shelled, and he just happened to get one up and over the fence. He has four, count them four, count them four RBIs for the entire season. 
And he's also known for trying to high-five Fran Mil Reyes, sound familiar, and hit him in the face instead. Yeah, and that's not all. That's not all about Josh Naylor. There is something else you should know. He was a part of the Marlins, and when he was a part of the Marlins, he stabbed one of his teammates in the hand with a knife. Oh, 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 it was a complete mistake. It was a complete mistake. Okay, so at the very least, he just goes around wielding a knife for funsies. Oh, yeah. And have you seen him recently? He looks like Bartolo Colon with a, a, an Anderson Verigel looking hairdo. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's an upgrade, they say. Well, sure, we sent them Greg Allen, so we get a guy who's slightly better than Greg Allen. I guess in that way, it's an upgrade. Now, let me ask you something, Cleveland, and this is an honest thing. This is not loaded in any way. Do you feel that Francisco Lindor's final season here with the Indians before he is summarily traded because they don't want to pay him, and I will emphasize that until the day I die, that that's the only reason he won't be an Indian is because they won't want to pay him, Will his last season here in Cleveland end up in a World Series? Don't worry, I'll wait. No, please. Please, pull out your notes, pull out your money ball, and explain how this trade puts us over the finish line this year. No? No, you still can't come up with anything. Don't worry, I couldn't either. I tried to twist it in 18 different ways, and I could not. Now, the word is that the White Sox are making trades today, too. You know, that team that we were statistically tied for, or at least that's what I thought last night. I, th I think that, uh, that we're, we ended up technically one game ahead of them. Okay, great. So we're in a pennant race, and we basically improved the uh, the relievers slightly, and uh, we we traded Greg Allen for Josh Naylor. Essentially, uh, I'm not going to talk about the prospects because prospects are suspects, and none of them are going to take the field this year to make us any better this year. So. Did we get better than the White Sox? Did we get better than the Yankees? Did we get better than the Rangers? Uh, you know, all of these other teams that are out there that... Well, okay, no, the Rangers were... That's right. The Rangers were trading away their talent. We were supposed to get Joey Gallo. Right. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. And uh, then I see that the Miami Marlins got Starling Marte. The Miami Marlins, who have zero fan bases, it is. And the last I heard, they were dog meat. Now, maybe that's suddenly changed. Maybe they've rallied. Why, 
why and how do the Miami Marlins manage to get Starling Marte, but we can't muster it? What did they possibly trade? Did they trade Derek Jeter? Did they? To get Starling Marte? The, you know, uh, retired star, uh, Derek Jeter? Oh, he'll be your... He'll be your owner now. Okay, Arizona, he'll be your owner now. You go enjoy. What did they give? Because it clearly could not have been much more than the Indians could have mustered. And this would be entirely different. This rant would be entirely different. I promise you, if we had gone out of our way to get Starling Marte, but instead we traded an ace, and I don't care how you want to slice it, okay, maybe second best pitcher, okay? Maybe. But again, on most staffs, he's the best pitcher by far. And we traded him for three prospects, two of which are shortstops that we, you know, I mean, we have a plethora. Oh, it's just a plethora uh, of shortstops available uh, in the minors already. And now we have two more. We have a pitcher in A-ball. Hey, I mean, hey. Boy, you better look out. In, in just four short years, he might, you know, strike somebody out. Boy. And, and then we've got, you know, we've got a backup catcher. Hey. You know, hey. I mean, well, hey. He was the backup catcher for San Diego. Now he's the backup catcher for us. Oh, oh, imagine. Oh, goodness. And and we've got Cal Quantrill. Now he he's going to be better, you know, better reliever. But but the big deal. Uh, sound the trumpets, everybody. We've got a two seventy eight hitter with one home run and four RBIs who stabbed a uh, a teammate in the hand. And when he the last off Fran Mill Reyes hit a home run, he slapped him on the forehead. Yeah. Hmm. Boy. But I'm told it makes me a bad fan to not point out the failures of the other two teams in town, which I will gladly do. When they next have a bad trade, I can proudly point out all of their bad draft picks and bad trades, but we're talking about the Indians because they're in a pennant race. And you say, oh yes, yes, but that means they're in a pennant race. They're really good right now. Okay, but you're not seeing the entire picture. You have... The once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-generation shortstop who's going to be gone because the, the ownership does not want to pay him. And, and we can't, you can't stick your hand out and say, please, sell out the stadium night in and night out and we'll keep Frankie Lindor. If you're going to have another season where you go to the playoffs, you end up in the wild card, and you get shuffled off to Buffalo in the wild card round. You have to take him to the World Series, and when you do, you will be able to uh, fill out that stadium week in and week out, day in and day out, rain or not. Do you understand that that's part of the reason why this town is still goo-goo-ga-ga over LeBron, because he won a title here, despite all of the scumbaggery that took place? 
Do you understand why they still call this Brownstown? Because other than LeBron, they were the last ones to win a championship. If you want to fill out that stadium, and if you want people to pay $10 a, a, per can of beer, not that I drink, but I'm sticking up for the poor schmucks who are doing that. If you want them to pay $10 for a can of beer and stand in the outfield because you don't want to give them proper seats and say, oh, well, there's a there's a uh, $13 cover charge or whatever it is to stand in a bar, basically, an outdoor bar and watch the game standing up and you're telling them that that's $13 for that privilege, then maybe, just maybe, you might want to give them an excuse to fill out the rest of the stadium. Maybe you want to have it so there are no empty seats around the couple having sex in the upper deck. But what do I know? So I have calmed myself down. And I thought I would share a, a silly story. It's a true story, but a silly story to not only show you that I'm not only am I not going to be serious all the time, I'm not going to talk sports all the time. This one is a little bit PG-13, but I will do my best to clean it up. Uh, I thought I would share it because really I think it's hilarious. Now I'm going to try to tell this with the straightest face possible, so do bear with me. It goes back about 20 years ago. I was working for an amusement park. I won't say which one. And I was working at a roller coaster that day. A Bolliger and Mabillard uh, inverted roller coaster. So you're seated and your feet swing free. And you go upside down several times. So if that gives you some sort of an indication of what kind of ride it is. But I was working at the entrance. And this woman comes up. Uh, she's wearing a kind of a hillbilly looking dress. She's in her 50s or 60s. Really, she looks like Aunt Pearl from the Beverly Hillbillies without the hat. And she's carrying a, a plastic spoon. Now, when I say that she's carrying it, she's not just holding it in her hands at her waist or anything. She's holding it up like, like the old man holds up the pitchfork in the, the painting American Gothic by Grant Wood. Okay, she's holding it up in the air. And I said, ma'am, we have a trash can here if you'd like to throw that out. Oh, no, no. I need this. I said, all right. And as she went through the queue, I thought, I can't imagine what. And she just kept holding it up. And I got rotated up to the platform and I looked down uh, at the crowd below into the queue. And sure enough, she was walking around the entire time holding that spoon up in the air. And several of my co-workers went and suggested, would you like to throw that away? Here's a trash can. Would you like me to throw that out for you? There were even a couple of guests, uh, fellow guests who were saying, hey, there's a trash can over there if you need to throw that out. And she politely turned them down each time, smiling and with her tongue kind of sticking 
sideways out of her mouth. Uh, like Michael Jordan, if you will, the way he would kind of do it. And she kept going right on through the queue and she came up the, uh, came up the steps and she went through the turnstile and now she was on the platform with me. And wouldn't you know it, she got right into one of the lines for one of the rows of the roller coaster that I have to check. So I approached her quietly and pretended as though we hadn't already spoken about this and I didn't know what the situation was. And I said, uh, ma'am, uh, we have a trash can if you'd like to throw that out or we have... Uh, we have these bins over here. And she said, no, I don't want to throw it out. I need this. I said, well, you can put it in one of these, these bins over here until the end of the ride. She says, no, no, this here's my pleasure spoon. I said, do what? This is my pleasure spoon. Now she took that plastic spoon. She lifted up her dress just slightly and she slipped that spoon up under her dress i won't say where but i think you can get the idea then she plopped in her seat with her tongue sticking out of her mouth she looked at me and gave me a thumbs up she pulled down her harness and she fastened her own seat belt because i was so confused by what i just saw did she really just stick a plastic spoon up there okay Well, I wasn't going to go in after it, and I wasn't going to make a stink about it. So I decided, we'll see what happens. So the ride goes, and I sneak into the control room, and I tell the person in there what's going on, and we're watching her on the ride cameras, because there are several cameras along the ride to monitor the ride, and we're watching her on them. And she just gets happier and happier and happier and happier. Uh, am I putting that nicely enough? She's getting happy on the roller coaster with a plastic spoon between her legs. She goes through the ride photo area of the ride. And we check out the ride photo. And boy, you could tell she was happy. Uh-huh. So the ride comes to a stop. She comes back in. She's uh, getting off the ride, and of course, I'm standing right there because it's one of the right uh, one of the rows I check. She stands up, and as soon as she stands up, that spoon falls out of her dress and onto the platform plat platform floor. She looks down at it. She picks it up. She sticks it directly into her own mouth like she's eating ice cream. She swirls it around. She gives it one last lick. She smiles at me and gives me another thumbs up and takes her spoon, holding it up in the air just as she was before as she goes down the exit. What did I just see? <laughs> I look around and I'm like, what did I just see? I look at everybody on the platform and they're all staring at me. And by now they'd already heard the story. They're like, did she just really do that? I'm like, uh-huh. That was her pleasure spoon. 
I don't know how long she kept it after that, but boy, I imagine it was a prized possession. Well, you just couldn't leave well enough alone, could you, Cleveland? I open up Twitter, I turn the radio back on, and the apologetic nature of Cleveland has reared its ugly head yet again. I turn it back on, and the radio back on, and what do I hear? Well, you know, I don't like this trade on the surface, but I get it. They're, they're saving up uh, more capital for the post-post-post-Lindor era. In other words, not to keep Lindor, no, no, to soften the blow somehow after he's gone. And they said, now we have these young talents that are just now coming in, and they will be on rookie contracts and minor league contracts and pre-arbitration for years to come. So, hey, we might be competitors for the World Series again in 2022. Excuse me? Excuse me? And then he says, and the Clevenger trade, why? It, it turns out Michael Antonetti said it wasn't about it, about the, the Chicago incident at all. And then he plays a clip. Why, we were past that. Okay, then why did you just trade our second best pitcher for prospects? For no other reason than to make this, this host correct, you want to have extra capital sitting around in the hopes that we're competitors again in 2022. And then I see, oh, but I don't think that they're they're tanking the rest of the season or not trying to win the World Series this year. And the host says, oh, yeah, I think they have a better chance of winning the World Series now. Oh, do you? Do you? So let's see, we have Bieber... Carrasco, and 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 three my uh, three rubber ducks, and uh, then there's uh, the new guy, uh, and Plesac. Well, boy. Mm. Now they tell me that that uh, Quantrill is probably going to be a reliever. So then you're saying that Plesac, Savale. Uh, McKenzie, why they are going to make up for Clevenger, they're going to make up for Bauer, they're going to make up for Kluber, and then, of course, you know, I mean, oh, the other conga line of, of players that, that should be on the team, but they're not. And no, why, why... I hear Tyler Naquin is getting better. He is. He is. Friendmill Reyes is playing DH now. Okay. Sure. Then they said, and, and Josh Naylor will be an improvement in left field over Greg Allen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But again... 278, one home run, four RBIs. Don't, don't expect me to be overwhelmed by that just yet. And then they said, oh good, 
they, all three of those new players might be available for the game tonight. Well, good, because we're going to need them immediately. But the tone has changed already. It is no longer, hey, look, we got better, addition by subtraction, we got the, the, the distraction out of the clubhouse. He wasn't a distraction, allegedly. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Oh, well, we got better in the outfield today. Oh, did you? Did you? Okay. But to hear, well, we're going to be competitors for the World Series again in 2020 or 2022. Um, folks, I don't know if you've been paying attention to anything other than TikTok. We have an asteroid. No, this isn't the the this isn't uh, the synopsis from Armageddon. We have an asteroid headed toward Earth, and they say it could arrive before Election Day. And it's it's making Trump look brilliant with the whole Space Force thing because we might actually need real life Bruce Willis and real life Ben Affleck to go up into outer space and finish off an asteroid before it destroys Earth. Boy, let's look forward to 2022. We have COVID-19 that I'm told is killing everybody everywhere. All are going to die. Oh, we're all dead. Look at us. We've all fallen over dead. Everybody's dead. But in 2022, man, are we going to compete for the World Series again? <laughs> really? And then I hear... but. But don't be so hard on the front office. They really have stuck their neck out in the past and opened up their purse strings to, to buy some talent. <laughs> Which ones are still here? They, don't, they wouldn't pay uh, Brantley the league minimum. They wouldn't pay Kipnis the league minimum. They wouldn't pay Yandy Diaz, for God's sake. They wouldn't pay uh, Giovanni Urshela. They were a problem. They, they brought in Drew Stubbs and Michael Bourne. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Before they made those acquisitions, were any of you, any of you hoping that they did so? Then, oh, we don't need that Inwin Encarnacion. We're going to get Yonder Alonso. Who in their right mind was thinking... Ooh, yonder Alonzo. And yes, we had party at Napoli's. We sure did. I have the shirt. Those were some good times. And Napoli seems to think so too. Because word is, he still lives around here somewhere. Great. Was he, was, was he meant to be the superhero that, uh, signing that we're, that we're supposed to remember fondly? In 2022, they're hoping that these rookies that they've just acquired for our second best pitcher are going to be good enough that in 2022, if the asteroid doesn't destroy us, if COVID-19 doesn't kill us all, if, if the, the riots and the looting and the police shootings and, and the hurricanes and all of the other nonsense, it's been the killer bees... If none of that kills us in 2022, folks, we can look forward to the, the signing 
of the next great, you know, middle, mid-level exemption guy. Some of you get that reference. He's going to be a three or four million dollar player. You've kind of heard of him. You remember when he played well for the Angels, the Mariners, the, the Marlins. There'll be some team that you've heard. Oh, sure. Every player that should still be on the field for us is, is, is being either is either gone or being shuffled out the door rapidly. The only reason Carlos Santana came back is because he's in the twilight of his career now and he accepted a hometown discount because he missed us, the fans. <sighs> Cleveland, you frustrate me so. Stop making apologies for bad moves. This does not make us a World Series team. And World Series in 2022 does not help me feel better when I'm told all are going to die. And no, sustainable future. No, that does not help me either. Because we have been sustainable future ever since Dick Jacobs sold the team. I want to go back and, and, and talk to the 95 and 97 teams and tell them, here's where you went wrong. Don't go wrong this time. And fix it. Because that might be the only chance before I die to see the Indians win a World Series. And this is the same stupid, idiotic, numbskull ownership team that is going, well, maybe we should change the Cleveland Indians. Maybe you should eat my shorts. Oh, Cleveland, just please stop. All right, I'm going to make I'm going to make you a deal. If you listen to this podcast and you truly believe that the Cleveland Indians will win the 2020 World Series with the roster we have right now, the 2020 World Series, don't tell me about 2022, don't tell me about sustainability, don't tell me remember the good times, this, this is right now, this is straight up for one listener. If you truly believe that the Indians are going to win the World Series in 2020, tweet at me, I heard the bet, I'm taking the bet. And the very first person who takes this bet is the one that I'll have it with. I'm betting you dinner at the Harry Buffalo. Burgers and fries and drinks that they won't win the 2020 World Series. And if you want to double down, let's double down. If you say both bets, I will know that you're in for both. This time next year, Frankie Lindor won't be an Indian. 
Bet me. Come on. Don't be a chicken. Don't be a chicken apologist. Oh, this makes us better now and in the future. Okay. You don't believe that it's because Dolan's cheap. You don't believe that they just had that fire sale today for no good reason other than to save money. Bet me. World Series victory by the Indians in 2020. If they win, and of course I'm going to be cheering for them to win. I'm going to be cheering for them. Every win starting tonight, I will be cheering for them to win every game until they hoist the trophy. If they win the World Series, the person who bet me, I'm buying you dinner at Harry Buffalo. Bison burger, fries, and a Coke. But if we lose... If the Indians don't do it, you're buying it for me. We'll set a date the day after they either win or are eliminated. Come on, bet me. Don't be a chicken. Come on, apologists. One of you, any of you, any of you. And I, I will even include Paul Dolan, Antonetti, any of you. You want to slice one the very first one who says, I'm taking the bet, the bet is on. Now, it helps if you're from Cleveland, because I ain't traveling and I don't, I'm not asking you to travel. One Clevelander who wants to tell me that the Indians are going to win the 2020 World Series with this lineup and, and these pitchers, if they win, I owe you dinner at Harry Buffalo. If they lose, you owe me. We'll set the date the day after they either win or they lose. So what's it going to be? Come on. I dare you.